Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me for Burned Ambition Season 2 Layer Cake. Hope you're having a good evening. Pardon me, I have to <laughs> clean my jewelry up. I hope y'all are having a really great evening. Um, I'm not sure whether tonight's episode is going to be a trigger warning, sensitive content or not. So I'm just going to kind of leave that right there. I'm not sure what we're going to do because this is the first time I've ever spoken about the first time that I saw my face after it was burned. Um, I don't see anybody online yet. Let me make sure we're live properly. Let's see. Gonna give it just a minute for people to log in. I'm gonna run a banner. But this is the first time that I've ever spoken about my um, experience with when I actually got to see my face for the first time. Um, so I'm just giving just a moment for people to get online and I want to run our sponsors banner. Under the bottom, sponsored by the husband. So, at any rate, um, this is the first time that I've spoken about how it went with my face. This is episode six of Burned Ambition, and I call it Face Off. So I'm just going to go ahead and get started. Y'all catch up with me. Um, I am Burn Beauty 2018, and if you don't know me. Um, I was burned about four years ago. It's almost four years to the day. My burn anniversary is coming up. Um, my entire face was replaced with skin grafts, along with my neck, chest, upper back, and both arms. Um, I was in a coma for two months. And um, I, as soon as I got burned, after my husband put me out, I jumped up and I ran to the mirror and I looked at my face because for some reason, you know, if my face is okay, everything is going to be okay. Even though I knew I was badly burned, I just didn't know how badly burned I was, um, if that makes sense. I mean, you know it's bad, but you don't know that it's two months in a coma kind of bad. So as soon as my husband got done putting out the flames, I ran into our house and I jumped um, in front of a mirror and my face was just kind of red. So I thought, well, it's okay. It's just red, it's hot, It'll, it's gonna heal, it'll be fine. And um, I didn't know that it takes a couple of days for the skin to die and turn black and need to be removed. So you've got, you guys have heard me talk about that part before that I didn't know. So, you know, that's exactly what happened while I was in the coma. You know, I had fourth degree burns, which means your skin is burned down to a portion of the tissue or the bone. You don't save that skin. So when I awakened, um, I was already confused, of course. I've been sleeping for two months and I didn't know I was in the hospital. Um, I didn't my soul had been living another life in my dreams. That's the way I put it. Um, but when I woke up, it literally felt like I was wearing a mask. 
like a Halloween mask that you would wear as a child, not even the good kind, the kind we had when we were little and I'm 49. But I was scared and I didn't want to say anything to my family. Um, you know, I've been looking for them for two months in my dreams and I was just scared, you know, I just didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with the face. So I told, you know, the nurses and my family and everyone there that I wasn't ready to look at myself in the mirror yet. And um, get this up so y'all can see me. I wasn't ready to look at myself in the mirror yet. And they were very accommodating of that. Nobody made me look in the mirror. Um, they would cover mirrors. And when I was being transported, they would say, okay, here's a glass coming up. Here's a reflection, you know, what, whatever. And, and, you know, I will admit to you that part of the reason for that was fear. But the biggest part was that I was so happy to be alive. I was so happy that after two months, I had finally found my family after looking for them in my dreams and my nightmares. So why not just be happy now? Why not just be happy? You know, I didn't, I didn't want to deal with all of that. I just wanted to enjoy my family. So I did. And um, as I, as I, you know, continued to wake up, I, um, you know, thought about it, but I never really had that much of, of a um, inclination. I wasn't that interested in looking, you know, I just stayed happy with my family. Until one day, um, I was in my room and I was alone, which is unusual, but Donald had stepped out for a moment to grab something to eat. And he would always put my phone in my bed with me in case he needed to call me. I could at least answer it. I had just gotten strong enough to pick up my iPhone, if you can imagine that. I was too weak to pick up an iPhone. So as I picked it up, I saw my reflection in the black screen. And... Um, Hi, Maggie. I saw my reflection in the black screen and you know how people tell you that it's the anticipation that kills you and you know it's not going to be as bad as you think it is. That was definitely not true this day. When I caught a glimpse of myself in that iPhone, just in the black screen of it, the reflection looking back at me was just a hundred times worse than I than I'd ever thought it could that I thought it could be. Hold on, I've never talked about this before. So it was a hundred times worse than I thought it could be. And I will never again tell anyone that is the anticipation that kills you because I was horrified. You know, I'm not gonna lie to you, I was horrified looking at my own face. Um, it looked monstrous to me, and I hate to use that word because, you know, we're not monsters because our faces burn, but it's the only association that I had in my mind. You know, in Hollywood, people with, you know, burned faces, they're not, you know, they're not heroes or princesses. You know, they are, they are monsters, and it was the only thing 
that I had in my head. So I admit it. I know now that we're beautiful. And I just, I didn't know what to make of it. I'll just be honest. I didn't know what to make of it. My my eyelids were swollen. You know, I as soon as I saw that in the in the black screen, I turned on my front camera and I started looking and the eyelids were swollen and puffy. They didn't look like eyelids. They were made out of my lower abdomen and they were just like big, puffy pieces of skin they were just they didn't now they look like eyelids but they didn't I didn't have any eyelashes I didn't have any eyebrows I didn't have any nostrils that I still don't have um and my skin was dark in spots like really dark because they're sourcing skin from all over your body so it was really dark in spots and really light in spots and I called it my patchwork quilt and my actual eyes were not straight, my actual eyeballs. You know, I'd always had weak eye muscles um, the whole life, but I could mostly hold them straight. Um, and you would rarely see anything unusual. Um, I would never let people see my eyes crooked. I would constantly think about it and hold them straight because I was that afraid of people seeing it. But I do recall a few times, and this was before the burns, um, I recall a few times that people saw my eye, you know, wander because of that weak muscle and, you know, the way they looked at me and, and people making fun of you, like, oh, look at your eye. And, uh, and I don't, you know, those were adults. I don't think I've ever said that out loud. But it was definitely part of me and my, you know, how we all have certain things that bring down our self-esteem or um, our self-confidence. You know, a lot of it is just what we see in the, what used to be magazines now, what we see online. But, you know, it, it definitely played into my fear of being seen. The cricket eyes played into my fear of being seen. Um, and my mouth was the worst part. My, my lower lip was all the way down on my chin. It was literally here. And my upper lip was a little bit too high. And my teeth were just constantly on display and they were really yellow because I couldn't shut my mouth. It was just air and everything just blowing past my teeth. And um, I had a pretty noticeable underbite that I didn't have before. And I assume that's because um, I think you don't realize that skin grafts are really on tight. They're putting a lot of pressure on your bones and your muscles, just a lot of pressure. And so there I am looking at myself and my iPhone rings and it's Donald. And I told him what was going on. And he said, oh my God, you, you looked. And I said, well, I saw I didn't choose to look. I didn't get the energy to choose to look. But I think he must have told the nurses and they gave me a little medicine that night. And I don't remember much else. But I do remember that everything changed that day. Um, pretty much everyone already in, at the hospital knew me. I would just talk to everyone just like I do now, you know, talking to people. And um, But after I saw myself... I felt shame. And I held my head down 
And I kept talking to people, but it wasn't the same. You know, I just my head down. I didn't want anyone to see me anymore. And I've been there for six months. People have been looking at me the whole time, but as soon as I saw it, no. You know, so after I got home from the hospital, I started scheduling um, reconstructive surgeries and, um, you know, some were outpatient, some were inpatient, but I was having surgeries every four to six weeks. So I was, you know, I'm not fit, I'm not fit. I mean, I've got these swollen eyes, they, they only close halfway. I've got a mouth that doesn't close. It's, you know, I just, I had amazing surgeons and after six or seven surgeries, they managed to get my mouth closed and working. Um, and the way they fix your face is by placing new grafts. So all this time, I'm just getting new grafts, getting new grafts. And, um, you know, the, to fix my mouth, I don't know how they got my lower lip up, but you can see this pretty predominant scar here. So, you know, something in here really happened to get this lip up. And then the top lip was completely removed. I had to take it off my face with the other skin. So the only thing that's actually true to my face or original to my face is my bottom lip. I love my bottom lip because I'm like, yes, it made it. Even though it was down here, it made it up here, you know? Um, so they, they removed that top lip and I actually had to have a tummy tuck in order for them to find enough skin to use for to make this, you know, this area right here. I had no more skin left on my lower body. That is how affected my lower body is as well. So, you know, these burns affect 35% of my upper body, but it's also all of my legs and even my bottom, my sides, my lower back, everywhere. The only thing they left alone was just the very front of my stomach. I guess the theory is you could wear a bikini. <laughs> I have no idea what they're thinking. But the front of your tummy, I guess that's not good skin to use. So, you know, I'm getting all these surgeries because I think that these surgeries are going to fix me and make me normal. I want to be fixed. I want to, I don't need to be beautiful, but I want my mouth to close. I want my eyes to close. I, I I don't want to have people turn their heads when I walk into a room. I want to blend in with the wall. And things are things are going along pretty well. Obviously they did a good job. And um they were just doing everything and and then everything was going great until the first week of uh March in twenty two thousand and twenty. And um, that was it. It was, you know, COVID is here and um, we're not going to do any more surgeries until the pandemic is over. So that was devastating to me. I went into a very deep depression after I heard that because what's a pandemic? I just heard of COVID a week before. What is a pandemic? Is it two weeks? Is it two months? Is it two years? I want to be normal. How do I get my surgeries? 
you know, and, and I just went into a very deep depression in 2020. And then by July of 2020, I had COVID myself. And I was terrified because I had told my husband when I first heard of COVID that if I get COVID, it's going to kill me. I had that in my head. I was terrified of this COVID. You know, if I get it, it's going to kill me. I'm too weak. I cannot get it. You need to be very careful going out. You know, he's he's in sales. He's, you know, he's going out. He's masking. He's washing his hands. But still, you know, um, I get COVID. I never left the house, but I got COVID and I spent a week in the hospital and don't you know, God saved me again. You know, it was just, and this is back before they knew what to do about COVID. They just gave you blood thinners and some vitamins and watched you for a week. And those people didn't get admitted, but of course I did. And I survived, but I still had, you know, the face. It wasn't, it wasn't done. The face wasn't finished. And I didn't know what to do. So I came home. I was on oxygen for eight months after, um, eight months after I had COVID. I could not breathe. My lungs did not work well. But, you know, once I got over it and, you know, I came home. And I just stayed at home for another year and a half. I didn't do anything. I didn't want to go out. I didn't want to be seen. So now I've been in the house for a total two and a half years. And um, the last surgery I'd had on my face had been in January of 2020. And then Miriam said to me, you know, Miss Tanya, you need to look in the mirror. And I did. And I decided that I would get a surgery to have my eyes fixed. And um, hey, Jacqueline. Thank you. Um, you know, I decided I'd get my eyes straightened. And don't y'all know that made all the difference in the world? Even with the burns on my face, getting my eyes straightened was the thing that gave me the strength to say, okay, I'm going to tell all my Facebook friends what happened to me that I got burned. And that this, and I, I'm going to put up a picture. This is my new normal. This is what I look like. This is, you know, I got burned. This is what happened to me. This is my life now. But I'm still here. And I, of course, made that post. And then I made a video. And then if y'all don't know, you know, from that video, I didn't know anything about social media at the time. Um, but... You know, it was passed on to other people who said, you inspired me. And it was amazing because I, I was mainly being held back by the crooked eyes, not the burns. I mean, that's something that's it's called strabismus. And it's something that's normally corrected in children. But I can remember going to an eye appointment as a child. And my mother listening to the doctor and then deciding that it wasn't a necessary surgery. So I spent... 45 years just constantly thinking about holding my eyes straight and um, it wasn't an easy fix but it was fixable what i'm getting at here is that i had burns that were tragic that almost killed me but i was still more hung up on 
something about me that had nothing to do with the fern, something that I'd always had and always disliked about myself. Um, and I'd all, I've always battled my weight up and down too. So, you know, I feel good about the way I look now, but I want to keep my, I want to keep my numbers right because I'm getting close to 50. So I want to make sure that I'm not, that, that you know, I want to be curvy, but I don't want to be like real overweight. I want to be healthy. And, um, but it was things that even if I didn't have the burns, it was things stopping me that had nothing to do with the burns. And do you know what? Those things would have stopped me even if I hadn't gotten burned. Those things were responsible for my lack of self-confidence and for my lack of self-esteem. Those were things that I needed to heal, burns or no burns. Those are things that had to be addressed because I'm in the house for two and a half years and I'm thinking it's because I'm burned, but really you straighten my eyes and the next thing you know, I'm on Instagram. Why? Because I healed a hurt that I had had for 45 years. And that is amazing to me. You know, I think that we need to stop and think about what is holding us back because it might not be what you think it is. You know, I, I, um, you know, talked to a lot of people after I made that first video who said, you inspire me because they were feeling down. They were feeling lack of confidence. They were feeling depressed and, and they were going through the same thing. And that's where it hit me. It's, it's not the burns. <laughs> it's not the burns. It's how I feel about the burns. It's how I feel about my crooked eye. It's how I feel about having gained weight, you know, being sedentary. And then it became how I felt about being able to help Mostly, it's mostly women who follow me, being able to help other women who are going through the same thing, whether it's burn survivor or domestic abuse survivor or just life survivor, because we're all going through something. But that's what clicked in my mind. We're all suffering with this shame that needs to be dealt with and, you, and something as tragic as being burned 35% can happen to you. And you're still stuck on something that was there before that. And, and there's nothing to be ashamed of unless you're a bad person doing bad things to other people. There is nothing in the world we should be ashamed of about ourselves. My face is my face. And it was my face before I got burned. And it was my face when I was looking at it in that black screen. And it is my face now. And the weight that I gained, I can work on that. You know, the eyes, I was able to fix that. The burns, I can't take them away. They're with me. The scars are with me. They're part of me now. They don't define me, though. They don't define me. I am Burned Beauty 2018. But 
they don't stop me from doing anything. If anything, they empower me because I now know that whatever you're going through, you just have to face it. Just face it. I don't think I would have been in the house as long had I didn't have the script business, had I not had memories of 30 years ago, somebody, you know, in an office making fun of me because they saw my eye wander. And I was like, <laughs> I let my guard down. I let my eye go crooked. It was, that was hard to do too, y'all. I mean, it was like reminding yourself to breathe. It was hard to hold my eyes straight. But that memory, and then the memories of being a little kid and people making fun of me for being heavy. So there I was burned um, with eyes that I couldn't hold straight and heavy, and I couldn't make myself get out of the house. I couldn't get beyond it because I couldn't face it. And when I finally did, such a relief. I feel like, uh, just talking about it today, y'all, I feel like a burden is lifted off my shoulders. Because when I finally faced it, and today is the end of me facing it by talking about it, because I've never told anyone in the world about people laughing at me for my eyes wandering before I was burned. Having faced it, I can do anything. It has no power over me now. The pictures I have of myself as a little kid with crooked eyes, it doesn't matter. The pictures I have of myself as burned beauty before I had the eye surgery and my eyes are crooked, it doesn't matter. Whatever you need to do in your life, you just get through it. It doesn't matter. And you're never to feel ashamed of any part of you because it's what makes you you. And yet, Miss Keisha Hay. Hey, Miss Keisha, thank you. That's what I'm saying. Look at us. Look at us all now. We have made it. And if you're here uh, and you're going through the same thing or you're struggling with your self-confidence, um, I get a lot of messages, but I promise you I will, I will respond to you when I can, um, as soon as I can. DM me if you need to. But... We need to stick together and we need to help each other. And whatever you're going through, you're going to be okay. Face it. And know that this too shall pass. I will see y'all next week. I love y'all so much. And I hope, I think next week that we will do, it's the week before Christmas, and I haven't done uh, like a Q&A, a live question and answer session in a long time, and I've got a lot new of new followers. So if anybody's interested, I'll make a post about it. But if y'all want to chat, I love it when we do that. It's like girls' night. So <laughs> not not to get on y'all, but I would love to have a girls' night online. So that's what I'm going to schedule for next week, um, next Wednesday. So I love you all so much, and this too shall pass.